welcome to Real Talk Wrestling. I'm your host, Josh, Josh Kimmel, with me, the ultimate babyface, Chris Koffler. What is going on, Mr. Babyface? Are you buried in the ditch, too, out there in the desert? Are you now a man? What are you talking about? <laughs> Jungle Man. He buried his he buried oh, the body. Oh, that's did, right. Did, Jungle did Man. Your, did you bury yourself as well because you're so sad that you lost one of your heroes? <laughs> No, that's how we're starting to show. We're Luke, Chris lost a hero, and I feel so bad for him. Oh, what a good time. week of wrestling! What a good it week was. Of um, started on Saturday night and it ended last night, Wednesday night. Um, that's how that's how my wrestling week is now. It's Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. I don't even bug bother with the other show anymore. It's not muscle memory of changing the channel to 32 is on Mondays is over. I haven't done it in weeks, weeks. Yeah, um, same thing for, out. same thing for. Actually, I did watch a little bit of SmackDown. Watch a little bit because that's still good. Yeah. Still good. It's got LA Knight. I don't want to miss LA Knight's career because he's already old, aging, whatever. And this is like I feel like the prime of his life or his career. So I want to make sure I watch at least see him because I do like him. Anyway, yeah. AEW Chris. AEW AEW had a great. Three out of falls match, uh, two a tag team match for FTR versus Bullet Club Gold. We had a great blood and guts match. We had an FTW match, which I didn't know that was actually recognized by AEW. And um, holy hell, I mean, Owen Hart championships. Like, where do we begin? Where do we begin, Chris? We can go back to Saturday night. I'm glad I got you to actually watch. Yes, 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 yes. So Saturday night, um, I think I was home, and Chris goes, collision or whatever you take you text me something to remind me and it was like 805 i'm like oh yeah i'll check that out i had no idea that that match was going on first i should have guessed i i assumed that'd be the main event but we know why it started out the show they they always do that if it's a long match um geez ftr geez bullet cup like they went nuts and i'm not an ftr fan i think they suck <laughs> let me rephrase that i think they're I boring I think they're boring, and I don't think that to be a good professional wrestler, in my eyes, tag team as well, you need to have promo skills. They don't have it. They're, they're just kind of boring. They have no stories. They're just, we'll fight you, we'll beat you up, and they put on great matches, but they're not my favorite tag team. But, man, what a match. That's all I got to say. What a match. Yeah, that was, I think, uh, what they showcased, what they could do the week prior whenever they had the uh, what do they call that match? The championship contenders match, which I had watched and I knew that one was really good. Now, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the contenders matches and the concept, but after watching that and then realizing they were going to have another match, two out of three falls, that's where I was like, I got to get Josh to watch this. Cause I think you'll appreciate it. Even as a non FTR fan. Cause it was just, it was a great match. Oh, I appreciated it. It was um great to see Jay White out there do his thing and, and Juice Robinson. Not a big fan of Juice. I wasn't going into this match. Um or right. into any you know, there's something I about like him. There's something about him that I just cannot just I just can't get I know I look, I Is like he him. Too now. goofy? Probably. Probably too goofy. His facials, the way he sells. He sells like he's a cartoon character. Yeah. Um you, you notice that from a lot of Japan guys coming over and and that's a not a I'm not trying to say like, oh, the Japanese guys. I'm trying to say like the guys coming over from New Japan or over in there, they oversell, they're over cartoonish. You look at Kenny Omega still. I mean, look at Kenny Omega in that match last night in Blood and Guts. There was moments where he, when he announced Coda, we'll just go to that. It was like a damn B-movie script. He just overacts everything. He <laughs> oversells everything, but it's just the way it is. I'm, I'm not trying to hate on it. Um, that's why I don't like Juice, but Jay White's the perfect athlete um, or a person in the bullet club. I love Jay white. I think he's championship material. Oh, absolutely. Just a matter of time. Maybe he can be the one to take the, uh, intercontinental international title away from you. He's boy. bigger. He's bigger than that title. He's bigger than that. He's way bigger than that title. That title is nothing. He's bigger than that. I could see him going for the other one, but at least for now, cause I don't see him in the, in the main title picture right this minute. No, he can't be. There's only there's only room for Adam Cole and MJF in that reign. Um, yeah. We'll get to that later. But as far as Jay White and Juice, um, we just saw them lose. Uh, Juice tapped out with like what, five, maybe even two minutes left in the timer. 
I texted you during this match. I said, wow, it's going to be a draw. And you're like, is there a time limit? And I'm like, well, it has to be, right? I, I didn't say that to you. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure there is. Um, once they said five minutes left remaining in this match, I'm like, God damn it. It's going to be a draw. And then we're going to have a rematch at London or wherever we go. If they did something that I appreciate, they had a finish. So we don't always expect a draw. Because what did I expect? Like 30, 40 minutes in, I'm like, draw. Easy. This is a draw. They did something that no other company really does. And they, they kind of threw me off. Were you expecting a draw? Yeah, especially when I saw your text there about it. And then I was watching the way the match was going. And typically when you, those time announcements, because normally on a match that's not going to run over, you don't hear them. They don't really like showcase that. But that one, they were making it a big deal. They were letting you know that the time was running out. So they were, were setting it up to make it feel like it was going to be another draw. Oh yeah, I was thinking it was going that direction. And then so I was surprised to see him tap out right at the end there. I like that. I appreciate it too because it keeps you guessing. It does keep you guessing. So the next time they do a long match and it starts a show and it's a title match, at the 45-minute mark, I'm not going to text Chris, whoop, it's another draw. I'm going to actually pay attention and go, wow, this could end or it could be a draw. And that's something that the other company doesn't do or other companies don't do. Um, this is kind of outside-the-box thinking. This is great. Um, I enjoyed this match. It might be match of the year. I haven't seen a match better. I'm trying to think. Um, when was Brian Danielson and MJF's match? Was it, we're in July. And yeah. I feel like that match happened that early, early this year. I feel like it was. I, I I don't have I don't have um I can look it up on my computer, I guess. I mean I do have a computer in front of me, so I can look that up. But I <laughs> but I don't know when that was, but when it comes to enjoyability and rewatchability, I think I'm watching the tag team match first. Yeah. Because you I have more going on. You have more going on. Yeah. As in one on one, it was great, but you did have some dead spots. Brian Danielson, MJF. Yeah, this one felt like it was a lot of March 5th. action from from bell to bell. Okay, it was know. it was March. So either way, either way you cut it, <laughs> AEW has the number one and number two match of the year so far. Straight up, like there's no denying it. There's no other matches that can hold up to their standard, and they're both long. One was an Iron Man match hour. One was a Two out of three fin pinfalls hour. They're not giving yeah. you two to three minute matches like some other people. But I'm, I'm serious. Like, think about this. And I brought this up on the pre-show, but I'll say it out here aloud. Um, you had an hour and 58 minutes of wrestling between Blood and Guts and the FTR Bullet Club match. WWE could have fit 59 matches, 59 two-minute matches into that time for it's it's a fact. I did the math. Um, so, I mean, it's very easy to divide it by two, but the point is this, Chris, do we ever see a brawl with 59 matches? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. It'd Not quite awesome. that many because they, be they do, they awesome. like to do a lot of promos and talking. So you max out at like four or five matches over their <laughs> three hours. That's all they can fit in. And you only still, you walk out watching 20 minutes of wrestling. <laughs> So what happens here with Juice and um your boy Jay White? Do they just go? Do they go in a singles route because they paired them together? I don't see them just Jay White having a singles career and Juice doing what he's doing. I think that they're going to stay a tag team. Yeah, they'll just but, be a part of the tag team division. Maybe even are they going to finish teaming up with um with the Ass Boys? They're, they're in the, the Bullet stable? Club. They're in the Bullet Club. I just don't know where they've been. I don't know yeah, what's happening. Yeah, because I mean, it doesn't really feel like they're together because I don't really see them together. They were kind of like suggesting it, but it doesn't feel like they're a group yet. They could have scrapped it. We don't know. Nobody really knows. Maybe they wanted to get this match out of the way um, first because I don't think this is over. I think they have a third match. I think that third match happens in London. Um, I do think that they put on a, another. I don't know what kind of match they would put on, but I don't think it's over. We saw If it was over, they would have shook hands and hugged or something like them and the Briscoes did, but we saw Jay White spit on the ground as he walked away as they wanted to shake hands, FTR. So the feud's not over. That's a show of disrespect, and Dax is not going to take it, and neither is Cash, and there will be a set. I'm telling you, Chris, third match is coming. They have to. 
People will, you know why? You know why? You know why Tony put this match on free? Tony put this match on free TV for us to watch. So it makes us want to buy the third match. I mean, what it looks like to me is this all out or all in is not going to be on HBO Max. And we're going to have to pay for it. We're going to pay for two pay-per-views in two weeks. So Tony wants people to buy this stuff. It's going to be tough. It's not going to be streaming, Chris. I promise you that. It's not. I know. I wish it was on HBO. And I'll tell you what. um, A lot of people are going to buy the London show. Nobody's going to buy the Chicago show. Nobody. Who's going to buy that show after you watch something in Wembley Stadium? Then you go back to Pepsi Phil's arena. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I'll watch it if there's good matches. They're going to have to put some really good matches, but then that's going to be hard because how do you pull away from your London show? Because that London show, they got to put everything into that. Yeah. You can't you can't really save matches for the Chicago show. You can't. It's 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 almost impossible. It's almost like he it's like almost like Tony Khan's that impulsive buyer syndrome, or he buy this, buy that, buy that. You book this, book that, book that. Oh yeah, we have a show in Chicago. And then Wimbledon's like, well, we can sneak you in a week before. Book it. Dude, Let's you're go. not thinking about like you're not thinking about the consequences, or you couldn't, I don't know. It is what it is at this point. Um, moving on next to, you know, since we're gonna jump right into we're gonna stay at collision. Sure. Ricky Starks, Willow Nightingale. They are the Owen Hart champions, tournament, tournament champions. I predicted one winner and I was wrong on the other one, which I'm totally okay with. Yeah. Did, did you see Willow winning? I she had to have won. I, I don't see any other option here. Well, as you pointed out, and I was I was wondering if they were gonna do this again in year two or not. But as you pointed out, King of the Ring is a, a heel tournament, and this is very much turning out to be a face tournament. To where your faces, I guess, are going to win this every year, like the feel-good story. So, I don't know. I I I wasn't really a hundred percent certain which way they were going to go with that, because it felt like they've been pushing. Actually, I guess I thought both the heels were going to win because they've been pushing Ruby a lot. She's been on our screen every week, and then on the other side, Pepsi Phil, as you like to call him. Um, I didn't see him taking a loss in any form or fashion. Because he just got back and he's, you know, always has to be in the in the winner's column, it seems like. So I didn't I didn't foresee that. I'm happy with the outcomes for sure. I'm glad that the two people that won did. But I didn't see that coming, no. So I saw Willow winning because like I said, I think it's a babyface tournament. I said, why would they want a heel to represent Owen Hart? Like there's a reason why we do this, there's a reason why Britt Baker and Adam Cole won their tournament last year and there's a reason why willow won it because she is a fan favorite she dropped that new japan strong championship and then they rewarded her with this tournament and then ricky starks though i told you in the text either ricky starks is going to win by cheating which is going to take away his win like diminish it or phil's going to win and we're just going to bury talent so what do we do and you're like make your decision who are you going to pick well ricky starks is always that guy who gets there he's there He's right there. He's over. People want him to win. But yep. for some reason, Tony books him in impossible situations. Impossible. But he was high as hell and going into MJF. Boom. Right when he was there. Right when he was at his highest peak, he takes an L to MJF. Great match. Great for his career. But it took him right back down to the mid card. Right back down. Now he's been fighting, fighting, fighting. Really just staying under the radar. He wins this tournament. Is he just going to get pushed back down to the mid card or are we going to see a rocket ship to the moon? Because let's be honest here. Two indications show me that Ricky Starks turned and heel. Two, he won by cheating, right? He rolled him up and held the ropes. And two, Liger came out. That dude, everyone's pissed off that he disrespected him. He grabbed the trophy or whatever right from him and just discarded him and went to the back and cheered. That's a heel move. He just disrespected a legend, technically. I think that... Yeah. This is this tournament could be won by heels, but he'll turn. Like I believe he just turned heel, and we just didn't notice it. Nobody noticed it. Did anyone see which way which way he walked? I think he went back to the right. I don't know. Which would still be I the think, face tunnel, right? Because it's heels and face. Yeah. I think he's. I think he heel. went back to the right side. I mean, I would be good for that if it would make them use him more than go for it. I I think he could be a good heel. But yeah, I don't want to see him get lost in the shuffle again because he just seems like he has potential. The crowd seems to be behind him. So I would like to 
for them to figure something out, even if it's not winning a championship right now, do something. See, he's to, to the make one. him feel important and to stay feeling important. He's the one who should be going against Orange Cassidy. Take that international title. Actually, make that title mean something. He's the one who should do it. I believe. Um, the TNT title is busy. It's already booked up. You know, Luchasaurus is gonna in Christian. They're gonna hold that title for a little bit and run a story with it and run multiple stories. I really think if Ricky Starks can get his hands on Orange Cassidy one on one match, like they build some kind of chemistry there. But I don't see it happening because Orange Cassidy, he has a longer winning streak than Roman Reigns at this point. He does. He literally does. Roman was pinned about two weeks ago. Orange Cassidy still unpinned. Orange Cassidy, this thing, Reigns. Bringing that sign to the yeah. show in a couple, a couple of weeks. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just, I just don't want Starks to win this tournament and just whatever. Who cares? Yeah, they, they need to do something. But we see that a lot. I mean, a lot of companies are guilty of doing that. You run some sort of a tournament for something, and then the winner, they're celebrated for a week or two, and then it's like nothing ever happened. I want We all want, back in the day, the King of the Ring tournament meant you were that guy that was going to take the next step. And we all want that back. And I just don't know why it's so hard. Put <laughs> someone in there help them build themselves, elevate themselves from the mid card to like that upper upper card, even if it's the lower upper card, whatever, but use that as a stepping stone. But then you got to, you got to do something with it because it's going to feel... be all for nothing. If uh, he goes on to do nothing, if we're, if in the next month, that's like the only thing he's accomplished in the next two months, then what was it for? I feel like Ricky Starks got jericho And I hate to say that because as you all know, I'm a Jericho Mark but he's killing more careers than he's making lately these days. Everyone that goes into a feud with Jericho comes out looking worse. It looks, I mean, come on, what happened? Ricky starts with the MJF. As soon as he would left MJF, he's wrestling against Jericho for a couple months. Then that's when it killed him, killed him. Happened with Daniel Garcia. Killed. Momentum dead. It happened with Sammy Guevara. Remember when he broke out and then blah, blah, he died for like at least three months. Jericho's been killing more careers on Dynamite, seriously, than he's ever done to help anyone in the past three years. I promise you that. Nothing. What happened to Andre, Andretti, whatever fuck his name is? Actually, Andretti? Nowhere. On ROH. Yeah, I mean, he got him on screen, and then that was it. It was like a big deal for like two weeks, and then that's that's the end yeah. of it. Jericho hasn't made anyone important feel important in a long time, and I, I just I want to see him go away. Go, go to Don Callis' family. That's fine. That actually, that might be that might work for him. That might be the thing that Jericho needs to do. Leave the fam, leave JS, and go. We're just going over to JS now. I don't want to talk about JS. Damn it, pisses me off. <laughs> How bad that is. Yeah, it it's run its course. It's done. Yes. So now we're uh, moving on to Dynamite. We have three topics over there. We'll start with the first thing that we saw on TV. We saw they played Jungle Boy's music. Whoa! Did they not play his music? Yeah. So some people were doing this, right? Some people. Yep. And then it cut to a weird Darby Allen sketch, but Jack Perry was in it. So I feel like he was playing a role. He's a movie star now. So he was Darby Allen as Jack Perry. We're going to the desert. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> what did he just steal Darby Allen's gimmick? I, I don't know why they went to the desert, but you know, that was their way to signal that that character is dead. He's done. We've he's done buried, this before. He's not coming back. Darby Allen already buried himself in the desert. Remember? And Sting dug himself? him up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that whole thing happened already. But with Darby Allen. Maybe Remember they in... just maybe they just edited it. Maybe it was the same video and they just edited it. That's in, what uh, I'm saying. Jack Perry played Perry. Darby Allen in Darby Allen buries himself. And Sting saves him. And you don't remember and he was in a body bag and Sting was driving him around. Very vaguely, I, I kind of remember it, but not to the not to that level of detail. It was the same or, thing. I have to imagine, though, you were super pumped for this. You were super excited. This is another one for the heel team, right? So now you guys gained one over on your side over there on the heels. <laughs> and it was I, mean, the I guy don't that, want him. <laughs> and it was it was the guy that you've been saying for the longest time. Uh, you said. He's got to stop being Jungle Boy one day. You can't have champion Jungle Boy. Yes. You yes. Know? And now he's changed. 
Yes, this is Jungle Boy is no more. He is now Jack Perry. This is the the way to move into the correct, right, appropriate way with him. Um, Turn him into a movie star, as in he thinks he's hot shit. He's Hollywood. Call him Hollywood Jack Perry. I think that's great. I don't know what his name is. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It was muted. Didn't hear what the fuck he had to say. I don't even know what his music is. I don't know yet. Um, it was you don't muted. know what his music is? No, what's his music? Oh, no, I do. I do. It's, the, it's a damn sympathy. Yeah, sympathy. Yes. He, yes, it is. I don't Your know thoughts? how to feel. I don't know. I was going to say. That's. You have no thoughts. I lo- no, sorry. I lost you for a second. My camera froze. Um, I absolutely hated it. <laughs> it was the worst. I'm like, I was expecting it to like, I'm like, okay, this is the music. All right. This is weird that they're going with this, but like I was waiting for the beat to drop and then it like turned to some dark version of it. No, it never did. So I don't like it, it's like, and it's turned down like wrestling music is supposed to hit. It's like the music comes on. It's supposed to be loud, you know, in your face for a lot of it, you know, <laughs> You're and this supposed... one was just barely, you could barely hear it. Like it was at like volume three in the background. I hated it. I love so, the, I love the new gimmick. I like the, the look, all that hate the music. Please so go like, away with the music. So AEW has a history of terrible music. Um, they had it with Marina Shafir, right? Remember her music? God awful. Now they have it with Jack Perry. They have it with Don Callis and Takeshka came out with it at blood and guts. Did you hear that? Yep. Did you hear it? Yeah. They need to change it. They yes. that's not even a song. It's just uh, it's not it's nothing. It's just noise. It's noise. No, um, I it, hope that they correct it. If you remember um what's his name? I cannot think of his AEW name right now. John Moxley. There we go. John Moxley. <laughs> I was thinking Dean Ambrose. I'm like, I know it's not him. John Moxley, remember whenever he first changed the wild thing and they kept running him through different versions of it and we're like Good song, but wrong version. Wrong version. They finally they got it right. So, fingers crossed they can figure out something and make this right because it's completely wrong. It doesn't fit his character. I don't understand it unless there's some super deep level meaning. But it just it doesn't hit. It doesn't get me excited when he's coming out. You know, think about guys whenever we were growing up. Your Stone Cold, your your Rock. Like it had music that where you're like you were pumped that they were coming out. And this doesn't do that for me. What? This is a little off topic. Just one answer. Um, what music does get you excited when when a wrestler comes out? I know there's like at least four or five that you're gonna name, but what's the most like when you hear that first bar, that first sound, that first note? Who is it? Who who do you like? Is it is it Hangman? I bet you. I think Hangman. he's got he's got good music that gets you excited. That's good. Um, I I like the Young Bucks or the the Elite. Their music. Granted, now that's an actual real song, so that's kind of different. Uh, Moxley's is good, like I said. Um, it's good. It's good for him. Now, Ces- just mu- just Cesaro's mu- bad, by the way. I just want to say that. Cesaro's is bad. Claudia just is music bad. by itself. I love Roderick, Roderick Strong's music. I don't know that it's at the level of getting <laughs> me excited for him to come out yet, but his music i you know i think that's really good music too but again it's a real song so that's kind of a little different i don't even know his song he has he has he has he's he's um featured enough to have a song now what are you gonna tell yes. me next he has a shirt you you didn't know <laughs> that he has a song he has an interest no. it's a it's a real song it from i don't know if you're familiar with the band kill switch engage maybe i don't no. know i don't know look the right the correct answer you messed up chris the correct answer is simply you know it's all because I'm trying to transition to Adam Cole. You know it's all about the boom, da 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 da. Adam Cole, that's the song that Great gets music. everyone going. That's yes. the number one. Gets you no song gets a pop like that, none. Now maybe I can argue on the other side. Seth, right now, Seth has probably had the most yes. has the most over music right now, but when you hear Adam Cole. And that is just because someone's screaming at the very, it's, it's like the rock. It's a cheat. If you smell, of course, that fucking loud noise is going to get people first off. They're going to go, what's that? Yeah. Like if you hear like just. Or stone uh, cold with the glass shattering, you know, that you, or, noise or, or, right at the beginning. That's what you need. That's what you yes. need to, to get that pop. And Cody has it. 
every every great pop has it. You look at someone randomly like um trying to think of someone that has shitty music besides what we already made fun of jungle boy um i don't even know who has shitty music in these days because i don't really pay attention i hate cesaro's claudio's music is awful it's trash have you heard it yeah. it's, I, it's forgettable because i don't even know what it is dun 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 dun, 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 dun. like it's awful it's not doesn't it's like that's not that doesn't fit him he's a badass yeah. So when you were watching, were you watching that match, that entrance, MJF and Cole with the sound up or was it muted? You know, it's all about the mute, but I do want to go back and watch the entrance only because I was recording at the time and I was watching it. And I even apologized to my audience over there on the football show. I'm like, I'm watching greatness. Give me a second. I didn't turn it up though. So you... Did not hear. I didn't hear the mashup. I know there's a mashup. I don't want anyone to ruin it for me. I'm going to watch it literally right after this. Like after okay, you talk. should have watched it right before while we were getting ready. I didn't I know. Was... I would have made you watch it in the pre-show if I would have known that you hadn't watched It's really good. It's like a perfect mashup. I'm going to watch it right after. I promise everyone. It's the number one thing I do. Um, I tried to get to it before. I tried to. Explain it to me. Is it the... It, it, no, don't, don't. Don't. Don't spoil it. Don't. It's it's their it's their two entrance songs mashed up. That's all I'm gonna leave it at. Is they, it better they did than, very well? Is it better than Kane and X Pac? Because that was a good one. I'd put it on level with that, if not better though, because I like um, I like their music better than I liked X Pac and Kane's, mu- Kane's music. I like Kane and X Pac music. It was yeah, great. I like theirs, but I like Adam Cole and MJF's better right. individually and combined. All right, so we had the part three of the Buddy Buddy series. I again do not hate me, guys. So it was on mute. Chris, you're gonna have to explain this. Don't shake your head. Don't shake your head, buddy. I can't All right, it's on mute every Wednesday. You me. don't even buy pay per views, Chris. You don't because I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I so I buy them. I just can't watch them. Yes, 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 yes. So what happened in this? I saw that they were out on the town. Uh, tell, explain what happened in this time. With the saga of MJF and Adam Cole, baby. Well, hold on. So they were... Well, I know in the back, too, they also had their backstage segment where they, you know, they got each other. Matt, MJF had the matching trunks that he was mm-hmm. super excited about. Yep. And then Adam Cole came with the matching jacket, which I actually really like those jackets. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you were paying attention to those, but those were awesome. And that's when he had announced that he's like, oh, I got something else for you later. I got something else for you later. And, um, you know, MJF was all giddy and all excited about it. And, oh, what do you got for me? Oh, you know, I'll tell you later. By the time the match came, I had actually forgot about that. So, <laughs> Whenever MJF came out and his music hit first, um, you know, I wasn't thinking about it. And then they paused as though they were going to do Adam Cole's song. And then he's like, oh, you're playing my song again. You're playing my song again. That's not right. And then that's when it hit me. I'm like, oh, man, are we going to get some sort of special entrance song right here? Mm-hmm. And sure enough, that um, that's what ended up happening. Um, and then out in the ring, let's talk about out in the ring. You saw it. Obviously, mm-hmm. you didn't hear it. I unmuted it halfway through the match. Did you? I heard the pop for the double clothesline. It was great. Oh, yeah. But tell no, me. I'm talking it. about even before that, though. Yeah, tell me. I want to tell me. Tell me everything. So they're, they decided to have the, the dance off. Yes. Which I, I, I was watching. Yeah. But I, I did not hear them. Were they playing music? I think so. Yeah, I think they had some music going, and you know Daniel Garcia doing his little awkward dancing, and that's when MJF wanted to counter that, like, "Oh, I can do it better." Um, and then that's when I think when he suggested the dance off, did not realize. Um, I feel like Sammy has about as much rhythm as I do because it was not pretty out there. And then of course. Adam Cole, even though he's been his buddy the whole time, he's kind of watching from the corner like, uh, I don't know about this. This 
I don't think this, this is a little too much for me. And then of course he eventually got him into it. And I see a lot of the reactions online immediately afterwards um, from, you know, the typical WWE fans. Oh, if this happened in WWE, you guys would be complaining about it and you, this and that. And, oh, this is, I thought this is supposed to be wrestling. This is the way I see it with my wrestling. I want it to be mostly good stories. I want there to be a lot of good wrestling matches. And every once in a while, I'd like a little bit of comedy sprinkled in to my wrestling show. So like, I'm okay with it if it's on occasion where they're doing something goofy like this, you know, but when it's week in and week out every holiday, Oh, food fight every holiday. Like that's stupid. Or, Oh, we're going to pour, we're going to pour, you know, I don't know, whatever we're going to pour on them, slime on them every week or something like, okay, no, this, that's funny. If you're like, 10 years old watching Nickelodeon or something every week. But if they were doing this weekend and now if they do it again next week and again, the week after and again, then I'm going to be all right, that's kind of goofy. Like let's progress the story, but to do it once for a couple of minutes, I enjoyed it. I also, what's up, Alex? I also have something. uh, I'll be, I'll see you soon, Alex. I got some things to say to Alfred. Um, There's also something I want to say about this dance off uh, with MJF and Adam Cole. There is story progression in this dance-off. And I know some of you WWE people cannot understand storytelling or how that works, but there is storytelling within this dance-off. And I'll get to that in a second. Number one thing about the dance-off. You're right. It doesn't happen weekly. They had fucking Shanky over there in the other company dancing every goddamn week. And Jinder Mahal was like, what's going on? And he would just dance and there was no story to it. It was just dancing. Shanky. Then you had a whole segment a while ago with Great Colleague kissing everyone every week. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Comedy every week. That's the difference. You don't get this in AEW every single week. And here's the story aspect of it. What are we doing here with Adam Cole and MJF? You have one guy, MJF, doing dives now, more of a sports entertainment now, more appeasing to the fan base because he's because Adam Cole's rubbing off on him. And then you have the other side. Adam Cole's doing a little bit of heel stuff. Adam Cole's doing, um, you know, kind of entertaining the idea of being in the dance-off, but also looking at him like, what the fuck's going on? He's doing eye rakes. They're blending together. They're growing together. And MJF, him loosening up because he's hanging out with Adam Cole, is a part of the story. It's going to hurt more. It's going to hurt us more when MJF eventually does do the turn. It's going to hurt us more because now we see the lovable side of MJF we saw it with Jericho, but not at this, not to this like level, I guess I'd say, because he did the dance with Jericho. He did the whole story. He did the whole dinner thing. That was great. I love that too. But this was more in the ring and showing that he can be, remember he did the dive and he's like, oh, like that yeah. was great when he did the dive. Like he did stuff that he doesn't normally do as a baby face because he can do it and he's learning it from Adam Cole. I, I don't, I just want to say this. The reason why we like MJF and Adam Cole so much right now and they're the best thing in wrestling today is because we know it's going to end. So we're trying to cherish it as much as we can because we know we know Roderick Strong was going to come out and he's going to beat the living hell out of Adam Cole and MJF is just going to be laughing and laughing and it's going to suck because MJF and, and Adam Cole are the best tag team of all time, period. Of all time. Of all time. <laughs> There's no one better. There's no, and I'm sorry. The bloodline stuff is great. It is, it is great. But I'm having more fun watching this than I ever did have watching that. And that's just a fact. Only because it is MJF and Adam Cole, and I love them so much. Yeah. I really didn't care about the Usos. I really didn't care. You know, Sami Zayn was just an afterthought in my life. Um, they 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 were great, but I personally love these guys. And Jesus Christ, they're they're fucking killing it every week. Every week. No. If you're not what? watching. I just don't understand how you don't find that entertaining. How could you complain about something like something so short, something so small? They're dancing in the ring. Okay, yes, silly. But that's wrestling. Yeah. Give me a little bit of it. Just, just a, a little. little bit. Just a little taste. Not the whole damn show. After this match, we didn't go to a backstage interview with fucking moron over here 
acting like a robot and the other moron like, oh, go do it. that's what fucking the other show gives you. This show is like, it went back to serious. Yeah. So let me ask you, when the inevitable split does happen, what do you think would hurt worse? If, if MJF turns on Adam Cole or Adam Cole turns on MJF? I mean, it's going to hurt worse either way, but I don't see a world where you make your world heavyweight champion look like a fucking idiot and have him get turned on. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. And honestly, it doesn't make sense. The point no. is you get it, but it's going to hurt either way, but it's going to hurt when MJF does turn because I don't want it to end. I don't, I'd rather, them, I'd rather them just be tag team champions or forever, forever and ever beat yeah. FTR. <laughs> I hope they beat FTR to be honest with you. I really do, but they're not going to because gin and juice as Jim Cornette calls them, um, Jay white and, um, Juice will get involved. I think so. And Roderick Strong might get involved as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, I don't know that MJF will get turned on, but I feel like that one would hurt more because he's the guy that looks like he's trying so hard to make this work. Like that he just wants a friend. And so if, if he were to get turned on, I feel like that would make it hurt worse. Like we're expecting MJF to do it. He's the heel. So the what guy is a the, the heel trying to be a little baby face-ish, trying to be the person that's turning things around and being a good person. And then if he gets turned on, I feel like we'd all feel upset. Like imagine next week, if one or the other were to turn, I feel like it would be a lot more harsh okay. if Adam Cole turned on MJF. Hear me out. Hear me out, guys. This came through my mind. This has to happen. Um, this has this is how it has to end. MJF has to be like giddy, going to go to Adam Cole's locker room with some gifts or whatever, and he's going to overhear Adam Cole talking to Roderick Strong. Like, no, I'm not doing this. No, we're not really good friends. And like, make Roderick Strong feel good. And MJF's going to overhear everything Adam Cole's saying. Like, oh, I'm just wearing this to make him happy. Blah, blah, blah. He's going to have to get either jealous or heartbroken, and he's going to have to turn on Cole. So it's it makes sense. Does does anyone understand that? That's that's the way it has to end for it to be perfect to make sense because they've already admitted to each other they were going to turn on each other. That already yeah. happened. They're becoming best friends. So where is the problem? The problem has to be MJF trying to hearing Adam Cole convincing Roger Strong like, "No, we're still friends, Roddy. Me and him are just business. We're just coworkers or something like that." Yeah. Something like that has to be said. And then to make MJF super pissed. That would be perfect right there because it would be, it would give you that real heartbroken moment because it'd be a way that Adam Cole almost kind of turns on him, but not officially that then fuels the fire to get him to turn against Adam Cole. So that way your champion doesn't look weak. I think that checks all the boxes right there. Tony, um, QT, whoever books that shit over there, hit me up on Twitter, Josh Kimmel, OUS. You can use that. If you, I know you're watching Tony. Rebel, you blocked me, but you're not one. You know, <laughs> why is Soraya, I, I tweeted this out, Soraya, she is literally more useless or less useless, useful than Rebel, right? Rebel has more value in that company than Soraya, right? Am I am I crazy? Because she's done nothing, jack shit, useless. Like I said, but like I said. But am I wondering, is she hurt again or hesitant? She sucks. She should have never been signed. It was a terrible signing. Washed. Told you guys. Listen to me. Listen to me. All right, blood and guts. Um, the main event last night. <sighs> Since the new rules got dropped in AEW, no more chair shots to the head, no more intentional bleeding unless it's approved, no more pile drivers. There's a lot of rules in the company that I don't think you even know about yet. Um, I went through the whole list yesterday, actually. I, 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 there's a lot going on in AEW. Um, seems like it was a much better match than all of the other blood and guts put together. I think this was the best blood and guts match I've ever seen. Not a lot of blood, which I like. I prefer no blood in my matches. John Moxley no blood was, in your course, blood and guts. I don't like blood, dude. I just don't like, I just don't want to see it. It makes me queasy. It's not what I like. Even yeah. when I know that big board of nails was like rigged to not hurt as much. Still hurts, but not as much. It still gave me like, there was a point where Kenny Omega got thrown into it's it. Still, yeah, still going to hurt. And then, what did you see Kenny Omega get thrown into it? And then after he got thrown into it, it fell on his shoulder and scratched him on the way down. That yes. hurt him way more than a body slam. Oh yeah. Because on the body slam, your weight's distributing evenly. Whereas that mm -hmm. one fell on him and then it also drug across him. So yeah, that one had to have hurt worse. 
Yes. Um, the, the bed of nails was something I didn't want to see. It's my first time seeing something like that. Just imagine if you, if you guys didn't watch Blood and Guts in the, in the chat, these just a giant board, giant, with just nails. <laughs> and Kenny Omega went through it. Moxley went through it. I mean, not through it, but I was literally worried. I'm like, what if one of these fucking nails goes through their back? Obviously, it wasn't going to happen, but still, it gives you that thought in your mind. Um, I think. So, do you want me to spoil it a little bit for you? Spoil what? The nails? The, how the it bed works? of nails? I know yeah. how it works, Chris. They're too, it's like Mario. When the boxes are too close to the other, you can just run by, right by them. Same thing with the nails. It's not going to hurt you because they're all too close together. But it also, I think it was all dulled down screwdrivers. Yeah, they were dull. Yeah, they were dull. Whenever you um, whenever you actually put a, a hard cam on it, you can see they were dull yeah. at the top. But yeah. still. But still. I mean, it's still going to hurt. Like, it would hurt like hell to get dropped on that thing. I just um, I wasn't worried that it was going to pierce anybody, though. The, let's go straight to the end of the match. Um, we'll go to the, everything, but the end of the match in particular. They had Wheeler Yuta choked out. Um, they put a chain around his neck and looped it around and yanking on the chain. That was banned in AEW. No more chokes, no more hangings, because they've done hangings at least three times now. So that had to get approved. I was curious. Um, actually surprised to see that. Who gave up? Was it Moxley? Moxley. Because that was so odd to me. I don't think they had a good camera angle when it happened because I was confused. But the story was he saw because he was handcuffed. Yep. He was to where he basically had a front row seat. He couldn't do anything to go help. And he had to, he was forced to watch this. So then that's when he gave up because he's like, I don't want to see this happen to Yuta here. That's his teammate. And, you know, um, Claudio, he's, you know, dead over on the side. And, and he's just having to sit there. He wasn't. He was fine, but he he's handcuffed. And he's like, I can't watch this. This is my guy right here. And you guys are choking him out now. You're two-on-one choking him out. We give up. It's not worth it anymore. Let's just give up. So before that, um, if you didn't watch the Blood and Guts match, it was Pac, Takeshka, who are not part of the BCC, and then the BCC, which is Moxley, Claudio, Wheeler Yuta. Uh, Brian Danielson is injured. He posted his x-rays of his forearm where he had the metal plate and screws put in there. That was pretty intense. The other side, we had the Golden Elite, uh, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Adam Page, and um, the debut of Coda, who was, I will get to Coda in a second. I will get to Coda in a second. But we had Pac quit. What is the number one rule of war, uh, war games? Blood and guts. How do you win blood and guts? Chris, tell me, how do you win blood and guts? By submission or someone surrendering. So they have to say that, like, we're done quitting quit. essential okay what you happened have to in surrender the you have to say i surrender in the match though leaving the match no it's not a surrender he it's not a quit. surrender he quit someone from the bcc side said i've had enough i quit they go where are you going i'm leaving he quit the match he cut the damn chain he left the match and quit the match literally should have ended right there because someone's teammate quit Yes, Chris. Yes. No, he was going That's to fight a... back. He was just going to fight backstage, but no one followed him. That's all. <laughs> that it's is a huge logic gap, but I'm okay with it because we saw the dominoes lie. We saw where Don Callis's allegiance lies. He pulled Takeshka right away and said, All right, he quits, and we're quitting too. So it left yeah. the elite, the golden elite five on three. That's how they got the win. Coda's debut was lackluster. I will just say that. It was very bad. You can tell he can't really work the American style. Um, he didn't look like that the matches I watched him. So I don't know what happened. <laughs> I, I haven't seen him wrestle in a couple of years, though. What happened, man? He's fucking shredded. He's jacked. He should. He looks like a world champion, but everything he did looks he looked terrible. It looked bad. Am I'm I wondering, am crazy? Is, is that? No, you're not. Because I didn't know what to expect. I tried to keep my expectations medium not not as high as they were hyping up because i'm like i've never seen this guy so i don't even know what they're hyping up is is he like the next kenny omega out there because if he is that's going to be awesome if there's two kenny omegas in the ring um so i didn't really know what to expect but i didn't see anything like i wasn't blown away it wasn't terrible but i wasn't blown away now you got to think too is there a lot of people there that he's never worked with and so he just doesn't know the style doesn't know how they work um yes i mean is he i mean real real question 
is he able to communicate with them to be able to communicate moves? I always imagine that's hard when you got two people that speak different. I don't know. Does he speak English? Everyone speaks a little broken English because, um, you know, they did so much time. And they speak broken. You know, at least Kenny does speak broken. Kenny does. That's what I say. Yeah. If, he, if he was with Kenny, I think he'd be fine if it was a one-on-one with Kenny. But some of these other guys, that what if they've never been over to New Japan and so they don't know anything and they don't – you know what I mean? Like, that's hard because you have to be able to communicate a lot throughout the match in any wrestling match. So if you can't do that and it's someone you're not familiar with their style – I imagine that makes it hard to put on a good show in a match like that. There's so much going on. You got to be paying attention to. So yeah, it was, it was a bit lackluster for me. Like I didn't, I wasn't blown away. I had the same exact excuses for Coda the entire time. I'm like, well, there's, it's a blood and guts match. This is debut in AEW. His first time on real American, like national TV with probably thinking 700,000 people watching. Um, and then plus the people in the arena. And then you're right. There's so much going on. There's 10 people in the ring. You have to communicate with nine other people. Some of them you've never seen in your life or worked with. Now, sure, you probably went over the match before, and you, but it's not as calculated as the other company. Like the other company has a script. You've seen it multiple times in the E. If they mess up a move, guess what happens? Do it again. And they do it again because they can't get off script. Whereas yes. in AEW, you have more freedom. You could do more things. You have more say you're, what happens you're doing it on the ring, fly and you can do, you can call spots on the fly you're allowed to do that over there so there i assume moxley thinks he's some badass who could wrestle which i'm so far off the moxley train right now i am so, this guy is be slowly becoming one of my least favorite wrestlers of all time slowly becoming the worst wrestler i've ever seen um how many times we see him last night just talking to the young bucks or, or the elite just say all right let's do this he fucking sucks he moxley sucks it's done like i don't know what's going on with him but he's terrible yeah um yeah you're I think done so. you're, I'm you're done, done with him that's it he, he's all about theatrics did you see him last night the freaking blood first off he was bleeding a little bit and then you could saw he was only bleeding a little bit so they panned dakota and he wanted that image of more blood him standing on kenny omega's uh where did all that blood come from he was I beating was... the shit out of omega <laughs> I was so confused by that. I thought I missed something. I was going to go back and watch that because I, I remember seeing it and I was like, he's got, Oh yeah. He's, he's got a little bit there. And I didn't know what happened. I looked away and it comes back and his whole face is red. I'm like, what did have, I miss? He had a little bit of blood. And then you see Coda come out and then he Coda. So the whole story with Coda coming out is Kenny is like his best friend, the golden, like their whole tag teams, the golden lovers, like yada, yada, yada. So the story was him trying to save Kenny. That was that little mini story. So he had to go through, he went through every single BCC person, took out Pack at first. He took out, um, then the other guys, the other guys, the other guys. Then he got to Moxley, the, the leader, the alpha of the BCC. He's got blood dripping everywhere. He's got Kenny Omega's hands on the, the nails and he's carrying a chair. He thinks that's going to be a fucking poster somewhere. He thinks he's so fucking cool. <laughs> so he wanted that image. And Coda just, uh, God bless Coda. I love the guy. I really do. I hope people grow, uh, give him a chance because this was a t- very yeah. bad outing. Like he was awful. It wasn't but, great. Everything I, he I did watch him again. was like he charged up his moves like, uh, ah! it's like that might work over there, buddy, but that's not going to work over here. You really need to figure things out because. That's not him charging up every single time, like because he's a karate expert. He freaking charges up his leg. It's like I'm playing Ninja Turtles and I'm holding the circle button to power up my goddamn thing. Um, it's just it's just odd, odd. Good match. Though. Did you notice the the comparisons that he was drawing with his entrance? No. Everyone, I I knew it because I was thinking it when he was coming out, and I saw a bunch of people post it. They're like, oh, this is Coda coming out, and they played that um, that video of Jeff Hardy. That time in <laughs> AEW, where Jeff Hardy comes out and his brother is getting the crap beat out of him, he's just sitting there, dun, dun, because he was just taking his sweet time getting down. Like you're the last guy. It's five on four. Your your team has been outnumbered every step of the way so far. You're finally here to balance it out for good, and you're just taking your sweet ass time getting down there. <laughs> and I was just like, come on, man, get down there, help him out. This is your boy here. And you're just, uh, I'll, I'll get there when I get there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we do got to wrap up the show soon. We are running a little late, but my, my favorite spot of the match, I just want to get this out there because it gave me the heebie jeebies. It gave me like, you know, you probably know the spot I'm talking about. 
when Matt Jackson was up up top with uh, I believe it was Wheeler. Who was up there with him? Was it Claudio? No, it was Wheeler. I feel like it was Wheeler. It was Wheeler with Wheeler Yuta, and they were doing the suplexes as he does, yeah. as he does a suplex and does it. I know that they weren't going to go over the top or over the, but it's in my mind, one mess up, you guys are falling over and it freaking freaked me out the entire time. The same thing that happened with Jericho and Cesaro last year when he was doing the swing um, on the cage. I don't like those cage spots. We don't need that stuff, guys. Can I chill? was so glad that they left chill? it just to that. I was worried that they were going to try and push the envelope this year and push someone over. And I was just like, please don't do that. Whatever you do tonight, don't do that. Yes, just don't hurt anybody. I don't want to see more blood. I don't want to see any more injuries. We have so many injuries in AEW right now because, let's face it, they're unsafe and they don't care about themselves. I mean, let's Kenny Omega, the biggest star in the company almost, said, yeah, Osprey, drop me on my head and try to break my neck. It's pretty much what happened. That Tiger Dragger was literally the way they wanted it to happen. He already admitted it. Like, they all did. Like, yeah, that's, that's the move. No, dude, don't break your neck. How about that, guys? AEW? Morons? No. Do what MJF says. Wrestle safe, have a long career, and still entertain. Yep. Um, that's going to do it for us, guys. We're going to get out. Um, follow us on Twitter, Josh Kimmel OUS, uh, RTW Chris on Twitter as well. Threads can go fuck off. We don't, we're not on threads. <laughs> that was uh, it. That experiment's over. It is. Um, I'm going to be on uh, No Holds Bards after this show with my boy Alex Brown in the chat. Um, Alfred is co host. That's over on the Fins Talk Sports Network. Um, Chris, we got to get you on over there too. It's fun times over there. They're big WWE marks. They think Ooh. anything past five minutes is like the Gross. longest match. That's an Iron Man match over there. Yeah. They talk about yeah, <laughs> ten, ten minute like, match with Iron Man. This match was long, man. They had like three moves, and it, it didn't end in a roll up. Like that was weird. Did in DQ? Yeah, in a DQ. Okay, gotcha. Now I understand why it didn't end up in a roll up. Just playing, guys. I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> we'll be back next week, Chris. We are going to be talking about what collision we have. Do they have any matches booked, Chris? I'm sure they so. do. I'm sure they do. I just well, don't know I'm, what they are right now. I'm glad. I'm glad that you are you're sure your job is to be the one organized and know all this stuff. My job is to get the text from you. Hey, watch collision. All right. That's what That's I'm gonna my job. do. I don't know what's on there though. <laughs> nah, all right, guys. We're gonna get out of here though, Chris. Any last words before we go? We are two weeks away from AEW Tampa.